Do you want to change your life? Change your thinking. Change your life. Do you want better relationships? Change your thinking. Change your life. Do you know the potential of who you are today? Who you can become? Change your thinking. Change your life. Join Dr. Preston Rich as he helps you to change your thinking, to change your life. From the military to corporate to the classroom, Dr. Rich shares his experience and knowledge to help others be their best selves. In this fast-paced world that we live in, we tend to forget how special we are. Doc Rich says you are perfectly imperfect and uniquely amazing. And we're going to act like it. Call in or listen in as Doc Rich speaks. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Dr. Preston Rich. Hello, 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 everyone. This is uh, Dr. Preston Rich. Like she said, I am here in Frisco, Texas. I'm here to bring you some semblance of information. I am here to try to stimulate your mind to help you understand that you are perfectly imperfect and uniquely amazing. I want you to start acting like it. So today, uh, the topic of my podcast, since a lot of you are working from home, uh, a lot of you are starting to see a little bit different, have a little bit different perspective about your company. Whether you're working from home and your manager is constantly texting you or looking to find out if you're logged in, whether they're sending emails, whether they're trying to find out if you're working, whether you're in pajamas or T-shirt or, or slippers or what have you. But you can tell a lot from your company by the way they treat you when you're not in their presence. Now, I have a little bit of experience, only about 30 years in uh, corporate and academia and the military. And I teach a lot of classes in organizational behavior, leadership, management, ethical leader, excuse me, business ethics, things of that nature. And I have a, I compiled a list of 10 things that will give you an indication that you are working in a toxic workplace. Now, my next podcast will be geared to leaders who can actually change the things in the, or detoxify, if you will, their workplace. But today I'm going to talk to you guys about how to identify a toxic workplace environment. Now, this is my list. This is the list that I put together uh, based on my experience, the things that you see that you might see as subtle things, but this, these, are all, these are all things collectively that go into understanding that you are in a toxic environment. Now, if you look in your Work in your workplace situation right now. The, uh, the nation is in the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic. We are in the COVID nineteen era, as we call it. The economies are falling. Uh, people who are owning your businesses are losing their money. Uh, they don't know what to do because they still have people to pay. They can't send people to work. They can't stop paying people. Well, they can, and a lot of uh, companies have actually started laying people off. But you know, maybe. In the grand scheme of things, this is not such a bad thing. If you get laid off from a company that is fostering and fostering a toxic work environment, so let's get to it. The first thing we're going to talk about is a lack of trust. Number one, lack of trust. 
if you are walking into an organization or you work for an organization that makes you do use a sign-in board, now I'm not talking about hourly employees that need to punch a time clock. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about salaried employees who cannot leave their floor unless they sign out on a board or they sign out to say, uh, I'm going to the bathroom or I'm going to the third floor or I'm going to the other side of the building or I... If you don't have a job that depends on life and death, like, I don't know, doctors, nurses, critical care, things of that nature, you probably don't need to be signing in and out to find to let people know where you are all the time. Uh, I, I, I worked at an organization where the, the manager was uh, comes from came from a very structured environment, and they brought that environment to to this company and all of their work all of all of this person's work all this manager's workers had to sign in and out on an electronic board now where that came into a problem is when all of the information technology individuals moved to one floor some of the people had to sign in some of the people didn't have to sign in because of the fact that they work for different managers it was a mess uh the the bottom line is when you are working in an environment where you have collective trust well, with the coworkers and the leaders, you don't need to keep tabs or micromanage, if you will, your individuals. If you're in a situation where every time you go somewhere, it looks like you go to the bathroom and your boss is standing over your shoulder, or you go to another floor and your boss is trying to find out where you are, or you know, you're constantly being asked, where are you? What are you doing? How are you doing it? And you can't work. That's a toxic environment. That's one of the environments that you probably need to get out of ASAP. And if the person, if you, if the first thing I can tell you is actually go and let the manager understand that you're uncomfortable with this, and the first thing they're going to say, well, if you don't want to work here, you can work somewhere else. Okay, well, how many times are you going to tell people that? I mean, because in the grand scheme of things, you were looking for a job when you found the one you're on now. So, don't ever think that you are so valuable. This is so funny because managers who are not too mature in leadership will always say this. Well, you have at least you have a job. Yeah, I understand that. But without me, you don't have a company. And they always say, well, there's someone else waiting in the wings. There may be someone else waiting in the wings, but they're not you. Now, when, when companies want to shove, that's another sign, when companies want to shove in your face that you should be so grateful and thankful that you have a job with them, uh, you need to leave. Get your stuff, put it in a box, and just leave. And the, the, the funny part about that is they don't have a company without you. But if you want to test that theory, here's the deal. Think about what happens if you drop dead, God forbid, if you drop dead tomorrow, would the company stop selling sodas? Would they? Would the company stop stop buying hotels? Would the company stop making widgets? Would the company stop? Nope, they sure wouldn't. They'll step right over you, hire somebody in your position, and say, "Well, we still have to go on with the business." That's the difference between a business that that fosters uh, trust or and a business that does not. I mean, the 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 main thing is they use the excuse of, well, we're going to treat you any way we want to treat you because we employ you. Now, I don't care how much money you, t- I don't care how much money you pay me. I don't care how many benefits and how many stock options you give me. If you don't treat me the way I want to be treated, I'm out. 
I'm gone. I can't do it. You should be like that in your work relationships. You should be like that in your personal relationships because really a job is nothing but a big relationship. Everything, people, is a relationship. Every, everything. You don't buy shoes, clothes. You don't get your teeth cleaned. You don't, do, you don't take your car anywhere. You don't do anything with anyone that you don't like. Deep down inside, you're not going to be satisfied with the person, even at the at the counter when you're ringing up your your items. Have you ever been to a to a drive to a uh, in a supermarket and you actually go to go into the checkout stand and you see the cashier and the cashier is not too kosher? They don't want to be there that day. They they look like they have an attitude, and you just decide, you know what? I'm just going to go to self checkout because I don't want to deal with this person's attitude. They didn't want to come to work today, and I don't want to put myself through that sort of stress and pressure stress and pressure that's the same kind of attitude that you have to have with your your leaders your organizations your these so-called businesses that want to employ you and treat you any kind of way just because they're paying you they're paying you to take their abuse no 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 leave i don't leave this is a perfect time to do it you know what now that i've had some time to think about it and i'm separated here and i have this kind of uh home time and I'm working from home but you keep bothering me and trying to figure out what I'm doing and not trusting me to get my job now if you're not getting your job done that's another thing if you if you're getting your job done you're meeting all your deadlines you're doing the things you're supposed to do you're meeting the the expectations of the job description and they still don't trust you to do your job they still want to know where you are when you are what are you doing no leave bad toxic work environment because eventually you're going to get sick of that and when you get sick of it and you finally blow up, then they're going to want to say, well, look, see, this person is just difficult to work with, blah, 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 blah. It's always, if, if it's never their fault and always yours, yeah, that's a toxic work environment. Um, number two, when they shut down their subordinate skills. First of all, I don't know of anyone in the workplace who comes to the workplace with just one skill. Hell, half of you have actually gone to college for one thing and gotten a job in something totally different than the thing you just spent $100,000, that's on the low end, getting an education for. You know, you, you people don't understand, companies don't understand the concept of people before business. I'm, I'm convinced of it. A lot of times it's all about the business. It's the business, the business, the business. When they don't understand, what they don't understand is you can have the business all day, but if you don't treat your people right, the people are going to be gone. And if you and if you and if you get people who allow you to treat them wrong, they're probably not going to be the best employees because they don't care. They're not committed. They're the people who are complying. You know the people that just show up to get a paycheck and leave? It's something like the chicken and the pig. In at breakfast, the chicken is compliant. The chicken spits out an egg and they're done. But the pig, however, gives you sausage and ham and bacon. The pig is is fully invested, fully committed to breakfast. That's the same kind of thing that you have when you deal with these organizations. You have either committed individuals or you have compliant individuals. Compliant individuals just come to work to get the paycheck. Committed individuals actually integrate their goals with the business's goals, and they're there because they want to be there. Compliant people are there because they have to be there. Well, the reason this happens when you only get compliant people is because when you get committed people, sometimes companies get committed people, and they only want to use them. Notice I said use. They only want to use them for one skill. To me, 
When I employ individuals, I've hired people, I've fired people, I've laid people off, I've developed people. That's one of the number one things that I think organizations are losing is the fact that they don't develop their individuals. They hire them, they sit them in their chair, they sit them in their cube, and they say, okay, only do this. Don't use your brain. Use our process to do something. I don't care if it's 15 steps of, of futility. They will allow you, they will sit there and be satisfied with the fact that you have a super smart individual sitting there doing nothing. And then when they get finished using you, they lay you off. Oh, well, well, we can't do this, we can't do that. If you as a leader don't understand that your person that you hired comes to you with at least two marketable skills that can help the organization, you don't need to be a leader. You are fostering, you, yeah, you are fostering a toxic work environment and eventually eventually that person will leave number three which is kind of related to number two pigeonholing when you are hiring someone to do a job and you refuse to move them around the organization first of all it's my rule that if you've been at your job and you've been in the same position at your job for more than two 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 years You need another job. You need another position. You need something that is challenging to your mind. Don't ever sit in an organization where they sleep on your skills and pigeonhole you into doing one thing. How many staplers can you use to staple documents together until your mind is going to go to mush? Don't let your company pigeonhole you and dumb you down because you go there sharp as just sharp. And then you leave just as dull as a butter knife. And I mean the butter knife with no ridges, you know, those kind of butter knives. Yeah. Uh, or they call them serrations. You, you never, ever, ever, ever stay in an organization that allows you to become pigeonholed. That's a toxic work environment. You need to leave. Number four, downright unadulterated lying. When your boss looks you in the eye, first of all, when people lie to you and they look you in your eye when they lie to you, they're pretty much telling you that you're too stupid to figure out what they're talking about. You're too stupid to figure out that they're lying. Now, when your managers lie to you, just bald face, all out lie. Yes, we're working on a bonus for you. Yes, we're working on a raise for you. Yes, you'll get this. Yes, you'll get that. No, I'm no. No, because they'll lie to you and turn right around and lie to someone else. The skillful liars do this. They'll go out to your team and ask your team a question for something that they want to know. And what they'll do is they'll come back and report to you and say, hey, your team came to me with this information. Um, wait a minute. You ask your team and your team says, well, no, they came to us and asked us this. Oh, but when it gets back to you from the leader, the leader says, yeah, your team came to me with this or your team told me this. Yeah. After you went and asked them something. And then if you, you know, skillful liars are able to ask questions to get the answer that they want to get. If you're working for someone like that, if you're working with someone like that, that's a toxic work environment and you need to leave. Number five, lack of support. You go to your job and you have so many ideas. Now, granted, for the first six months, just chill out. 
You, know, you need to learn the laws of the land. You need to learn the lay of the organization. You need to understand the politics and the powers that be. Okay. After your six months and you see where things can change, because see, I would not hire anyone that I thought would that would allow me to pigeonhole them or someone that just did the job just because. Because as a leader, you need to understand that you don't have all the answers, partner. You're not the all-knowing, uh, omnipotent, omniscient individual. That's that's not you. Even though you have a VP in front of your name or a chief in front of your name, you're probably not the smartest one in the room, and you need to be okay with that. See, when you're the smartest one in the room, you need to get a new room. But if you as a leader believe that you can only be a leader if you're the smartest one in the room, you've got a problem. And when you don't support your individuals because they are smarter than you, you're hurting yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot. I try to hire people who are smarter than me. If you have an individual that has the potential to be smarter than you in any category, hire them. Foster them, develop them. But if you're that individual where you are never supported by your manager, you are never supported, there's nothing. When you try to get your education or you try to get more knowledge, they shoot it down. They never take it up to your manager, to, to, to the up their upline, and they always play down the level of support or the level of greatness that you have. Leave. That's a toxic work environment. Now, I've given you five, okay? I've given you five. Five, lack of trust, shutdown of the subordinate skills, pigeonholing, lying, and then lack of support. That's the first five, all right? Let's go into six. But before we do that, let me give you a little information about how to reach me. My name is Dr. Preston Rich. I am. I live in Frisco, Texas. I do these podcasts I try to get them to you every two days. Uh, sometimes it may be every three days, three days, but I want your feedback. I want you guys to let me know how you like it, what I can do differently, how I can do better, what I, what topics I can talk about, what did you want to hear me talk about, what can I do to stimulate your mind, what is it that you want to know, how is it that I can help you, because this is my medium to actually help. I am a college, I was a college professor, I'm still a college professor. Uh, I just don't teach in community college level anymore, but I do teach in the university. I teach organizational behavior. I teach uh, information security. I teach uh, leadership. I teach I teach anything in the business department with the exception of accounting and economics. But if you have an accounting and economics question, I have colleagues who teach that boring subject. Sorry, y'all. Uh, and, uh, and, and I can get the answer for you. But how do you reach me? Doc Rich Speaks, D-O-C-R-I-C-H-S-P-E-A-K-S, Doc Rich Speaks on Instagram, Doc Rich Speaks on YouTube, Doc Rich Speaks on Facebook, Doc Rich Speaks, Doc Rich Speaks on Twitter. If you need to reach me via email, it's doc at prestonrich.com, prestonrich.com, D-O-C, Doc at PrestonRich.com. If you get me on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or what have you, just put something in the comments or or DM me in the Instagram. That goes down in the DM. DM. DM me on Instagram and I will get back with you with an answer. If you have something that you want that's pressing that you want to talk to me about, let me know. 
this uh, here in the near future, I will be teaching a full class on motivation. I'm trying to get with our partners either with Zoom or Cisco WebEx to see if I can get a webinar set up to where I'm going to teach a free, E-E-E, free, all the way free class on motivation. It'll be a webinar full with uh, PowerPoint slides or what have you. I'm not a PowerPoint slide person. Oh my God, I hate them. But because of the fact that research shows that PowerPoint slides are ineffective when teaching adults. So, but for a webinar, if you want the information, I will get it to you. But I will here in the near future be given a full free class on motivation, how to motivate your people to be better thinkers, how to motivate your people to have better productivity for your organization. Now that I've said that, let's go on to the rest. Number six, jealousy. Yep, you heard me. Jealousy. Some of your people who hire you and some of the upline are very jealous of your abilities, your knowledge, and your skills. Face it, fact of life. Some of your coworkers jealous. They don't know what you went through to get the knowledge, skills, abilities, and experience that you have, especially if you go in humble, unassuming, and not arrogant, with a teachable spirit. A lot of people don't have that teachable spirit because they're K-N-O-W-I-T-A-L-L's, know-it-alls. Yep. You've seen him. Yep, that guy that's looking at you right now across the cube. That's the that's him. That's him. That's her right there next to you. Psst, her. Look look to your left. Over the her. That's the one right there. Know it all. Jealous of what you're doing. And they always set up little schemes and talk behind your back. Don't pay attention to that. Pay attention. Don't pay attention to that. Go on LinkedIn. Go on Indeed. Go on. I don't know if Monster's still around. Find another job if you're in that work environment because a toxic work environment will hurt you. The longer you stay in a toxic work environment, the longer it will prolong your misery. Get a new job. Leave. Number seven, subjective management. Now, what do I mean by that? Clicks. Clicky, clickety click people. Some of your lead, some of your managers out there have better relationships with the people that tell them yes all the time than they do with the people who question them. I happen to always be one of those people on the team who question certain things. I worked at a company, I'm not going to mention the names, but they make chips and sodas. And I had a leader, excuse me, nope, she wasn't a leader, she was a manager, who used to ask us, to do, we were managers ourselves, so she was a director. We used to ask, she, she used to ask us to do these things, and I, when I would ask her, okay, why would you, are, why? Please tell me why. Well, just do it. No, 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 not me. I'm not one of those people. If you, 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 you as a leader, you have to understand the resources that you have at hand. You know, this woman had a college professor at her disposal. But she refused to use the college professor to teach a class when she, because she wanted to teach the class because she wanted to glory hound. Well, guess what? She was not effective at teaching the class. And when the feedback came back in and she, we got, she got D's, D, I, don't, I don't even mean C. I'm talking about A, B, C, D, D, not, not good. One off from flunking, failing. She called all the managers into a meeting to ask us what the problem was. 
And my answer was, read the feedback. Have you ever taught before? No. Well, it shows. Read the feedback. I'm not telling you that. These people are telling you that. But you have the nerve to call us in when we've already told you, it was me and two other guys, we've already told you to let us handle the teaching part of this, but you decided to do it yourself and now you're angry that you got bad feedback and you want us to figure it out? No. One of the, one of the things that I cannot stand is, well, it's a couple of things. Number one, wasting my time. Number two, I have a low tolerance for stupid stuff. I'm not saying, now, wait a minute. I'm not telling you stupid meaning because you don't know. No, 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 no. I don't have a problem teaching people on things that they don't know as long as they tell me they don't know them. But if you tell me you know something and then you go and do something and you look for blame, you look to blame someone else for what you did and try to find an explanation to that, that's not smart to me. That I have a problem with. Okay? If you don't have a teachable spirit, I can't help you. I'm a teacher. Well, when you have stuff like that, you 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 run into the situation of Subjective management to where your manager will not deal with you because you're a quote unquote challenge. Me, I want people to challenge me in what I do. I know that I don't know everything. And if I can do something better or if they can make a decision on their own and explain it to me, I'll follow it. I'm I, not follow, I will endorse it. Okay? Sometimes you have managers who deal better with the people who tell them yes all the time. And those are the most dangerous people to have in your, on your team. The people that tell you, yes, boss, yes, boss, whatever you say, boss, uh-uh. I was one of the people who said, mm, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Can you please explain it to me? Or here's a good one. Please explain to me what I need to do if this doesn't go the way you want it to. Help, me to, help coach me through that. That really irritates them. But that's the better way to say it. So just letting you know. Number eight, micromanagement. I kind of covered that a little bit uh, uh, in the in the other ones. So micromanagement is pretty much standing over your shoulder asking when, when, when. People are hammer on people to try to get things done, and that's just not the way to do it. Uh, as a leader, you should give in. You should give people. You should keep the authority because you can't delegate. A, you, excuse me. You, you you should keep the responsibility. You can't delegate responsibility, but you can delegate authority. You should give people enough authority to get the job done. And trust them enough to get it done in the way that they need to get it done as long as the job gets done. You as the leader still have the responsibility to get it done, but you should allow them to have the authority, your, your subordinates, your team, to have the authority to get the job done. Number nine, I'm the boss, so I'm right. Glory hounding. Toxic work environment, red flag. Again, if you have a manager who thinks that they're the smartest in the room, that's a problem. They have to have the glory. They have to have the power. You know, I was at a job. <laughs> I was at a job one time, and I had just finished. Actually, I think I had just finished my dissertation and graduated with my Ph.D., if anybody knows about a PhD, they know that you have you you know it's three steps. You have to take classes at the doctoral level, you have to do a comprehensive exam, and then you have to conduct your own study from scratch called a dissertation. And you have to write said dissertation in in a doctoral format. You know, we use APA, 
But it has to be, uh, it has to pass muster with three other PhDs who say, yes, this is great, or no, this is garbage, not really, not really worthy of master's degree work. So one thing that PhDs know how to do is write. I walked onto a job as a consultant one time, and yet, and I had been a consultant for about, let me see, carried a one, about six years by this time. And this young man asked me to, for a writing sample. He said, Preston, you just got here, but I need to see a writing sample so that I will understand how you write and to make sure that it is okay to go into the report that you're responsible for. Wait a minute. You hired me as a consultant to come in here and do this report, and now you want to monitor my writing to find out if my writing meets your standard to be in the report that I'm responsible for? Yes. Oh. Okay. All right. Now, some of you might look at that as, oh, Dr. Rich, you're just being arrogant. Others of you might say, you know, (laughs) this guy's been doing this for a while. He does have a Ph.D., so he probably knows how to write. But you know what? I gave it to him. I let him have it. Here's a sample of what I've I've written. Here's a sample. Here's a draft of what I've already done for you. Uh, And in my preliminary, you know, what I've done for you. And uh, it all actually worked out well. Uh, I've also been to places where as a consultant, excuse me, as an employee with a consulting background, I've been asked by uh, my managers to write something, but to give it to them so they could present to their managers. Here's my thing. If your manager feels as though they need to take your stuff and present it to their boss in order for them to look good, you're in a toxic workplace. It's a toxic work environment. What should happen is your elite, your manager should say, hey, this person is as the one that actually developed this. So I'm going to now now I'm going to put this person in front of you so that they can present it. And you and, and they should allow you to get in front of their boss and they help you and coach you along the way, showing their endorsement and support. That's the best thing that you're supposed to do as a leader. Foster your people, develop your people, put your people in those situations that's going to make them a little uncomfortable, but in a teachable way so that you can show them how to do it. Because if you don't, you're not going to give them that experience. What happens one day when you're not there and it's a long deadline, excuse me, it's a short deadline, and you're not there and you have to present, but your worker who actually put everything together, compiled everything, can't, doesn't have the ability or the confidence to actually present it to your boss. You lose out. And what does that look like? It really looks like the lead, the manager is a bad leader. Bad leadership is the number one reason for toxic workplace environments. I'm going to talk about that on my next podcast. Number 10. The number 10 way for you to understand whether you're in a toxic work environment or not is if your leaders, or excuse me, your managers, because they're not leaders, your managers anticipate the executive's response and or block your suggestions. This is typical in organizations, and it's pretty much like the one we just talked about, the glory hounding. If your managers, because again, leaders don't do this, if your managers take your ideas and 
and shoot them down before they even take them to the executives. I used to present something. I used to present things that would help the organization. Excuse me. With the research. With the background. With the experience and say, hey, I think we ought to do this. My manager would shoot it down and say, well, the executives are never going to go for that. So just never mind. Oh, so now you're the all-knowing oracle who can read minds now. And they would not do it. They would not take it up. They had no confidence in what we were doing. They couldn't, they couldn't take it up because they tried to anticipate. And this is the funny part about that. This same person actually signed on to get a, a product that they thought that the chief executive wanted when the chief executive simply asked a question, what about option B? So they took that into thinking, oh, he wants option B as opposed to option one. No, he was just asking, for, what about option B? Now, five years later, what are they trying to do? Go with option A and wondered why they went into option B. Sometimes, people, you have to understand that your managers are afraid to put you in front of people because it might, quote, unquote, show them up. That's their problem and not yours. But that is a toxic work environment. And if they try to anticipate what the executives are going to say or block your access to an executive, you're in a toxic work environment and you need to get out. Now, people, you don't have to take my word for it. This is a, this is, this is a, a list that I compiled while I was sitting around thinking to myself, self, huh, how can I help people? Uh, I think that it is pretty much uh, a comprehensive list. If you have suggestions on or some experience with any of this, let me know. And I will actually do another podcast to tell you how to get around all of this kind of stuff. It's really about politics and power. One of the things you have to learn about in leadership and management is that you do have politics and power in organizations, but you can get around it pretty easy. You can actually use it to your advantage. All of those things that I was telling you about, the list of 10 that I told you about, and let's give you a recap. Here's what we talked about. We talked about 10 signs of a toxic workplace. Number one, lack of trust. Number two, shutdown of subordinate skills. Number three, pigeonholing. Number four, lying. Number five, lack of support. Number six, outright jealousy. Number seven, subjective management. Number eight, micromanagement. Number nine, I'm the boss, so I'm right, or glory hounding. And number 10, Anticipating executives' response or blocking. These are 10 things that I have seen in my 30 plus years' experience in organizations in five different industries. I see it all the time, and it only leads me to believe that no matter, and I've seen it in every industry, so it can't be the industries, it has to be the people. It has to be the people that call themselves leaders because of the fact that they have titles and they think, I'm a leader now because I have a vice president or a chief in front of my name, so now I'm a leader. No. Leadership takes practice. It's not for the faint at heart, and it's definitely not for the people who are K-N-O-W-I-T-A-L-Ls, know-it-alls. No, it's not for them. Leaders make others better, point blank, period. Now, folks, I hope I've helped you. Again, my name is Dr. Preston Rich. I hail from Washington, D.C., but I live in Frisco, Texas. 
I am available at Doc Rich Speaks on all social media outlets. I'm available on email, doc at PrestonRich.com. If you have a chance to, go on Amazon and pick up my book, Leading from the Inside Out. It's got a picture of a lion on the front of it. It's an easy read. It's easy for you to read. It's something that, that, is, that I wrote in 2017 about leadership, and it's really talking about leading from the inside out, and, and uh, I will give you more information about it if you want it. If you send me a, an email or what have you, I may run some contests for you to get a free copy of my book. Upcoming, I will have a free, a totally free class, 30-minute class on motivation and how to motivate your employees to be their best selves. Hey, folks, as always, I want you to stay safe from this COVID-19 coronavirus problem. We're going to come out of it on top like we have everything else. Don't panic. Keep your people safe. And if nobody told you, Doc Rich loves you. Peace. You've been listening to the Doc Rich Speaks show. We hope we've stimulated your mind and inspired you to be your best self today. If you've enjoyed the show, tell some friends and join us next time on this same station. Follow Dr. Rich on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Doc Rich Speaks. You can download this podcast on Apple, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spreaker as well. In the meantime and in between time, remember you are perfectly imperfect and uniquely amazing. So just be great every single day.